Welcome to Zen One Podcast, a place where we can feel a little bit more connected with one another. Oh, we're going to have a party today. <laughs> That's right. This is awesome. Hi. How Hi, Kelly. How's it going? This Excellent. Is, this is a good. We, yes, we're having a party today. So <laughs> you're, you're the famous tiger? Famous? Yeah, that's, that's we've been hearing so much you're, about you. You're famous, Kelly. <laughs> Mike famous is Kelly. like, Mike <laughs> is like, I can't do anything without Kelly. I'm sorry. No, Mike's the famous Mike. There's nobody like Mike. <laughs> Kelly's famous. Cool. We're just trying to f- add famous Mary right now. <laughs> yeah, it, Mary is famous. She is. She is helping us so much. It is unbelievable. Good. Uh, I think we're live, actually. Just FYI. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll um, just like a couple of things. Um, as we're getting ready, um, we—I uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue, but um, no profanity. Yeah. I learned oh, it the hard way. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so we—I—I <laughs> made so many mistakes. As soon as we launched this live webinars, I mean. I'm an immigrant. I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm learning the hard way. So. Oh, no. <laughs> the mistakes I yeah, made was can, crazy. You can swear in Russian. It's okay. No. Um, there are, no. we have, we have offices that have uh, oh. dental assistants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Uh, echo. Okay. So nobody has echo, right? So we're all good. Uh, good. Yeah. That's great. Let's hope that's, let's hope that lasts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm texting Mary. And you know, um, and if we, if it, if she's running late or something, we could go first, and she could go second. That you know, although I think she wanted to set it up, which is fine. Yeah. Oh, Mary's back. Cool. And Mary. Just coming in, I think. And then, uh, Mike, you got my email about the four products that we have listed available for our users today, for our members. So yeah. I wanted to see if we can go over um, maybe either you or Kelly. I think I'd probably be me, but I think okay. um, all of them are available. So that wasn't all. We have four mail-in tests plus extra vials and then we have four in-office tests a four pack eight pack 12 pack 24 pack um I, and the one you sent me the link you sent me was included one of your distributors but some of the yeah. other ones have all of them I would okay think. i'm sure i smile also has all of them it's just there were so many and we tried to maybe what would be really cool if you can give us maybe like one uh in-office test one mail-in test in one test and then i saw that there's a four pack available so that we can just give four options the most ideal for our offices to start with and then we're going to talk we can talk about the differences sure can you guys hear me now mary hi mary i'm here i but i'm invisible you're invisible (laughs) my my webcam died this morning no, Out of all the um, webinars you did. And I know, and, and I just, I did too. I did a team training and I did just did a webinar with Hugh Freedy. And um, 
I have been looking frantically in my spare time trying to find another webcam. You know, every store in the area can't find them. And and, um, Logitech will replace mine because I just got it about a month ago. But they said, we don't have one to replace (laughs) it with right now. So I'm in trouble. Mary, you could have let Irina know, and I have a feeling she would have like literally overnight the camera to you. Well, that wouldn't have worked because it did. It worked last night. It just oh, didn't work this morning. So yeah, yeah it's this is crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, Kelly, how do you say your last name? It's Timis. Timis. Like, okay, that's what I would have said tonight. <laughs> Yay! Okay. All right. Um, should we get started? Yes, we can. So we already started. It's live. Everybody is um, is watching already. I think, as always, we're going to have a lot of people attending. So, um, so for uh, Mike and Kelly, this is a live event for our Zen uh, family, and we have about four hundred offices on that use Zen. Um, there's a lot more people that use. So usually we have two to three people per location that, that constantly log in and use. So, uh, and then also this is going to be recorded so that people can come back and watch it again. And, and that's going to be on their dashboards available. So Mary's like already knows this whole thing. We've done three or four of these. Um, it's always a lot of questions. So at some point I'm just going to be stopping and I will say, we have a question from audience. And I can already see Dr. Hermanson is here, so he'll be super active because he's awesome. I see Michelle is here, so she'll be awesome. And I see a couple other people that are just jumping in. So I'm pretty sure there will be questions. So I will stop and uh, I'll be like, guys, let's take a, a quick break. Let's ask, um, let's answer the questions from the audience. Other than that, um, I know that the content is going to be super useful. Uh, I know we're going to go through some really important stuff. Um, uh, and then, like I said, we have an incredible audience who's going to be watching today. So I'm super, super excited to have you. And I think this just the last thing very quick, the way it all started is Mary keeps bringing all of the amazing people. So her and I talked about on the first webinar, and then she introduced me to Tim Twig. I don't know if you guys know him yet, but he's been phenomenal. People asked a lot of questions about HR and the teams. And then Mary, uh, on a last webinar, she said, yeah, you should talk to my friends at ProEdge. I'm like, no, just I'm taking notes. And, and then I, I was like, who do you know? She's like, Mike. And then I reached out to Mike. And then Mike said, Kelly. And then that's how we're all together again. So thank you all for being on, on the webinar with us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Happy, happy to be here. So um, I would like to introduce the, I'm going to call it the Mike and Kelly show. Mike Rust and Kelly Timmis from ProEdge um, Dental um, Water Labs. And they, they are the best support group you could have for um, making sure that your dental unit water quality is, is safe. Now I've had a lot of questions as I shared this with, with Tiger and with Mike, um, people are saying, what do I need to do different with my dental unit water because of COVID? Well, COVID isn't transmitted as far as we know in the dental unit water, but the fact that your practice has been closed and the water is stagnant in the water lines, that means you have biofilm growing in those water lines. And so when you go back into the office and you turn your units back on, you're going to have some pretty 
contaminated water and you don't want to gift that to your first patients that you see. And it's going beyond the first patients as well. So what Mike and Kelly are going to do is talk to you about what you need to do to shock and test your system to get it ready to be up and, and running. And that's a bit of a process um, in terms of time, not so much the work involved, but you've got to give yourself enough time to get that done to be ready. And now, and as a lot of practices are starting to plan to open again, some of you may have already, so maybe there's a little whoopsie, we better go back and, and do some do some shocking. But again, it's the protocol should be the same that you need to meet the CDC standard of less than 500 colony forming units of heterotropic bacteria in a milliliter of water. Um, that's the public drinking water standard. That's the standard you're held to. Um, so, and this has been in place for a very long time. So you need to be treating your water in order to meet that standard. So I'm going to let Mike and Kelly drive the train for a while. And they've got some fabulous information to share with you. So take it away. That is phenomenal. So do I start sharing the screen uh, with That'd the slides that you guys sent? Okay. Thanks, Mary. It's a delight to be talking with you out here today. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah we haven't been together in a while, Mike. Oh my gosh, let's not talk about <laughs> Mike, Mike and I go back to a previous life in dentistry. <laughs> in oh, we want to hear the story. Uh -huh. <laughs> we can't tell those stories. We, oh we, no. <laughs> we no, it's really not that bad. <laughs> no. We can't tell them because we don't remember most of them. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, okay. yeah, back 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 when infection control was just in, was just became a a new category in uh, in, the, in the HIV pandemic. So we've gone right. from pandemic or epidemic to pandemic, Mike. Right. Exactly right, and we've gone from you know the you know the bloodborne pathogen act to the airborne freakout act. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, so. We just. Well, by the way, we we uh, we're we're thrilled to be here. Thanks for having us. And uh, um, I'm just gonna Tiger. I'll just kind of nudge you when uh, when you can go to the next slide. Um, uh, and and you can go to the next slide. Right <laughs> <laughs> away. I want it. Kelly's here. She is amazing. She talks to dental offices all day, every day, and she helps them pass their water test results regardless of whatever product that they use. So. She uh, has lots of tons of knowledge about this. You can ask her anything. You can try to stump her. Try to stump her. I'll try to stump her. <laughs> you know, she is, she, she's seen everything. So uh, and, uh, anyway, and uh, that's why we're here. So um, we help you use whatever you're using. We help you get better results. And thanks, and thanks, Kelly, for being here. Yeah, no, super excited to be here. Thank you, Mike. Um, and we, and but by the way, when you test with our water testing, whether it's a mail-in test or the in-office test, you can call and you can go online and get an appointment with Kelly or one of her team members that she is trained. So uh, consultations are free for anyone who uses our products. So, and we, we're thrilled to be talking to you guys. So, yeah, that next slide, Tiger, is great. So, and you can kind of hit the hit these quickly, but basically, we, I called Shannon Mills yesterday, and he's kind of the guy that. Well, I would say, Mary, you can interrupt me, but I'd say when Mary has a question about something that she, when, when someone stumps Mary, she calls Mal, John Molinari, and when someone stumps John Molinari, 
He calls Shannon Mills. <laughs> How true. And, and Dr. Shannon Mills, who is a dentist and who's a retired colonel in the Air Force, he was the head of the what used to be the dental investigation service that would rotate around all the branches of service. And he was the head of it back in the HIV epidemic. And he also did so much of the early waterline water quality research. So he's the dude he's about the, right. dental, dental water unit. He's uh, the, he the dental waterline dude. Yeah. So I, we called him and said, what's true? Can COVID grow in dental unit water lines? Mary, you kind of answered this question. Go ahead. Next slide, Tiger. They basically, he said, it's really unlikely that COVID can populate dental unit water lines. Think about the way it's transmitted. It's transmitted you know, by aerosol and droplets uh, from a host. So it's not likely to grow in dental water lines. There's another problem. You can keep, you can move through these pretty quick, Tiger. Yeah, it's very unlikely. But what is coming out of this, two things. There's, a, there's it's aerosolophobia. Phobia means irrational fear, but there might be some rational fears about dental aerosol. So we're smart. Uh, these, you guys are really smart to pay attention to your infection control procedures. Um, and, and with compliance, you know, you're smart to work with Tiger and, and his team on all these compliance things. But it's, you're also smart to show off that you're doing all this stuff uh, that you might that's, that's different coming out of it. Anyway, the other thing Shannon said was um, if your building has been sitting stagnant for a month or more, and then you want to you want to hit the water, turn on the sinks and let them run for a half an hour, all the sinks. Even said flush the toilets more just to get the residual chlorine moving through the lines because there is a potential. There's an article in yesterday's New York Times about the, the fear of Legionella growing in, in premise plumbing. That's in your buildings, in your dental offices. It's, it's, I don't think it's anything to lose sleep over, but it is worth a 30-minute flush. Uh, that came down from uh, Health Canada. It'll probably make the news in the States as well. So it's, that's, that's a good idea. Um, but uh, next slide, Tiger. Kelly, can you tell us a little bit about the other problem uh, that COVID represents in Dillon and Waterlines? Yeah, so so just kind of similar how you were talking about, you know, with building shutdown. Um, so your offices, so dental offices were, were in increased shutdown, right? So they were shut down for a long period of time, which which led led to the problem that COVID created for dental unit water lines. Um, and you can keep, you can kind of go through these two. Yeah, there's quickly. about four slides. Yeah, there's, there you, you can go through those. And there you go. And then, uh, so the shutdowns, what, what happens is, even when we're, when, when life is normal, when, you know, dental practices are at their busiest, the, de the water sits stagnant in the dental unit water lines for a lot of the time, for about 23 and a half hours out of the day. Well, with this increased shutdown, it just led to more stagnation. Uh, with that increased stagnation, that led to more biofilm. And biofilm is a thick, sticky substance that's on the insides of those lines that creates the perfect place for pathogenic bacteria to grow. So that's what we're worried about. That's the problem that COVID created for dental unit water lines. And that's what we, we want to address with you. Um, it, it's very important that, in, that you have a protocol um, in place to as you as you number one shut down, but now as we're reopening, it's very very important that you have a protocol in place uh, so you can safely reopen. 
Uh, you could go to the next slide. I was just going to say, Tiger, good job. That was perfect. Yeah, you're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're doing great. Yeah. Uh, so, Proage, we got your back on that. We have a um, we have an uh, both the shutdown uh, article or a form as well as a reopen uh, protocol on our website. You can go to proagedental.com slash COVID-19. Um, but basically, if you haven't already or um, if you're still shut down uh, and you haven't purged your lines across the board, that's really important to do. Um, we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into what purging is. Uh, Secondly, if you're getting ready to reopen, and a lot of offices are, um, it's really, really important that you shock and that you shock with an effective protocol. And shock is, shocking is using a strong chemical to clean the insides of those lines out uh, prior to reopening. And then you want to test that, to make sure that that shocking was effective and that your lines are safe prior to reopening. Um, so the next slide should go a little yep so purging so uh, again just want to dive a little bit deeper into what purging is this may be a, a little bit too you know a, you, this is might be you already have done this if if so just we'll just kind of run through it kind of quickly so what purging is is it's just emptying your bottle and emptying and, and drying your lines getting them as dry as possible so you just want to empty your bottle put it back on the unit Run your air water syringe until the, there's just air coming out. Same thing through your, your handpiece line, Cavitron line. Get them as dry as possible. Uh, that's that's really important no matter what product you're using. Um, you can go to the next slide. Uh, so tablets. So uh, Blue Tab, ICX, Citrusville, whatever tablet you're using, usually it's, it's safe to leave the water in the lines. But because of this increased um, shutdown time, uh, Across the board, whatever tablet you're using, it's really, really important that you purge those lines. If you haven't, if you if you let that water in there and you kind of are like, oh man, I need to go and and purge those, it, it's not. It, I mean, you can't take back time, right? But just go and get that get that old water out of there, purge it, and and dry the lines. Um, just because the timetable is so unknown, um, there is uh, dent. You can go to the next. So yeah, dent. There's a couple of straws. The straws are the low level antimicrobials. We love them. Uh, there's dentapure, Steracil. Um, Dentapure has a little bit different instructions than the Stericil does. Uh, the the Dentapure is the iodine-based straw. It's uh, it, They say to take the straw off, put it in a Ziploc bag. You want to purge your lines, empty the bottle, um, but you want to take the, the straw off and put it in a bag and stuff. With Stericil, you want to empty the bottle, and, but you're going to leave the straw in place. You do want to purge all the lines dry. And then, of course, with either of the straws, you want to shock and test prior to reopening. Uh, really, really important across the board. Um, if you are using um, some, some rooms and not all, uh, oh, there you go. Oh. I push the, the button that went all the way. Okay, I'm <laughs> this is Steve, we're waiting. There, there we go. We go. Uh, yeah, so here, so shocking prior to, to starting back up. And again, so shocking is just using a strong chemical, something that's not ingestible, right? So the low-level antimicrobials, the tablets and the straws, those are ingestible. Those are safe for our patients to ingest. A shock product is, is not. It's not going to be. It's just something that's really strong that's going to clean the inside of those lines out. Um, we like a diluted bleach solution. Um, or we like a product made by Crosstex. It's called Liquid Ultra. It's the pink stuff. It used to be called Sterilex. Uh, it's a, it's the a same product. It works really, really well. Um, if you have or you're using either Dentapure or Sterostyl straw or any either of the straw or any of the straws, 
really important that you do not shock through those straws. Uh, you have to use um, what we call a dummy straw or just an empty take-up tube um, to shock with. And ProEdge gives those out complimentary. So you can reach out to just ProEdgeDental.com um, back uh, slash dummy, and you can get a dummy straw complimentary or just, you know, check it out on our website. Um, Kelly, but- can I ask a dummy question? Yeah. Yeah. you too. In the past, we've been told not to use bleach in our dental units because there could be some potential damage. Has that thought process changed? I'll take so, that one. Yeah. You want, um, so I can wade into these troubled waters. I'm not- <laughs> no, um, Eric, it's a good question. And a lot of service techs and a lot of equipment salespeople don't like bleach. And, and it's not that they don't like bleach. It's that, you know, uh, put bleach in the hands of, a, of, a, of an untrained person and things, can, things could happen. Mm-hmm. So, so the important thing, and John Molinari likes to say, shock with bleach, one to 10 dilution of bleach, 10 minutes is good, but 11 minutes is too long. So you're smart <laughs> to have a, uh, a healthy skepticism of bleach. But the truth is, Every equipment manufacturer has authorized the use every week or even every day. So Pelton and Crane, Midmark, Dentalese, uh, Densply for their Cavitrons, authorizes the use of bleach to shock their dental unit water lines. Even ADEC did up to a year ago. Now ADEC says uh, to use a, an EPA-approved shock product. Um, but um, so the, the answer is yes. Be skeptical of bleach. Don't put it anywhere near your amalgam separators. Don't send it down the, the evacuation line. Send it down the sink uh, because it is yeah. an oxidizer. It is corrosive. It is bleach. Um, yeah. So that's why it's important that uh, two things. Follow the protocol carefully. Watch the video starring Kelly and Kelly. You guys have probably seen them. Um, uh, but they're pretty cute, and they'll tell you how to do it. It's a good question. Um, and if you don't want to use bleach, use Liquid Ultra or another shock product. Uh, okay. I think Hugh Freedy makes one. I know Mary was just on a Hugh Freedy webinar. Hugh Freedy makes a shock product. That Hugh Freedy makes a straw too that's very similar to the Denimir straw. Same, same instructions yeah. for during the shut the COVID. Okay, cool. Sorry. Well, thanks for thanks for clarifying that. I'm a huge fan of Liquid Ultra. I think it works yeah. great, and then we don't have to worry about. And the nice thing about Liquid Ultra is it's tinted, so you it's know exactly. It takes the human error out of it. So yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Bleach is not bleach is I've made every mistake you can make because <laughs> you can't see it. You can't see it. But with the pink stuff, you can see it. So it's got that visible indicator that, you know, it's that, you know, it's in the lines. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, uh, no, for my team, uh, let's check and add the, the Crosstex Liquid Ultra on the resource page. I know that my team is watching. Just oh, like we, we added the Pro Edge, let's make sure to add that product in. Perfect. Good. Thanks. Um, can I ask a dumb question? Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. I know people will throw tomatoes at me right now because I really don't know the difference between the purging the lines and shocking the lines. So can we so purging the line means you empty the bottle everything is out and then you just literally try to purge the line meaning you push the buttons to try to get the air water out of the handpiece right right you just want to get yeah just get the water out and get the the lines as dry as possible okay and then and if then, we go back to the couple steps above we use the tablets specifically for what for the straws Ooh, that's a good question. Actually, that's not a dummy question. That's a good question. <laughs> no. 
So the tablets and the straws, they're, they're, they're a low-level antimicrobial, and they are made to be, con they're designed to be continuously present in the water bottle. So they make the water safer for, for our patients. They uh, actively fight bacteria because uh, there's bacteria everywhere, right? So they will actively kill low levels of bacteria and maintain the water lines um, that are that we clean, we get them clean with shocking. And so then the tablets and the straws can maintain them. Um, and then shocking, so in the difference with purging, shocking is using that strong chemical so that the cross-sex liquid ultra, the, the pink stuff, um, to clean the lines out. So that's the difference between the shocking and the purging. Um, but the, the low-level antimicrobials, there's the, the tablets, there's the straws, there's other products, you know, out there. We like the tablets and the straws. They do the best uh, from a data standpoint. Um, okay. So, yeah, they're, they're both low-level antimicrobials, uh, safe to, to squirt into our patient's mouth. They won't affect bonding. Uh, they're, you know, safe to swallow uh, and, yeah, and yeah. pH balance. Here's one. I have a dummy answer for Tiger's question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Just, I'm just throwing this out there, and I've never, I don't think I've ever said this before. But purging the lines is drying the water lines, you know, so mm -hmm. there's not water in the water line, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Shocking the lines is cleaning the lines, right, with a, with a nasty chemical. And mm -hmm. then, it's, and then uh, the daily products are tablets and straws. They're always present. They keep the lines clean for a Perfect. week or a month, but, or, mo or several weeks or several months, but not years, if that makes sense. You got to shock. Okay. You got to shock every month or two or three, depending on what product. Okay. So, so Kelly uh, and Mike, it, that, so let's just say I have an office. I'm opening next week. I have a week to go. I go in. I take the bottle out. First, I'm purging the lines, meaning I'm trying to get the water out of the, my water lines, right? Yeah, this is, this is for those rooms that, you're gonna, that are going to be dry for the next couple of weeks. You're going, so disregard the purge if you're going back to work next week. Okay. So when, when you're ready, purging is sort of the shutdown protocol. Got it? Got it. The restart, we're kind of already on the restart protocol. So this document we're looking at, kind of a couple weeks old, it's part of the shutdown protocol. So Got it. If you want to scroll ahead a couple of slides, we'll get to the restart. This is start, like before going back to work. Now, no matter what you did, even though you did drain your lines, or even if you didn't, either way, and no matter what product you use, you're going to shock the lines. Right, Kelly? Right, right. Kelly, and I'm sorry if I jumped and I, if you plan no. to cover that, I'm just going to wait until. No, you, no, you got it. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Okay, cool. People listen when, you know, until I start talking, basically. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm good. Awesome. I'll wait. Okay, so let's see where we, uh, I think we can uh, go ahead and go to the okay. next one. Excellent. Uh, there we go. Yeah, so then, and then after you shock, uh, you want to test. Uh, to, to make sure that your lines are safe prior to starting back up. Uh, so usually we don't say, hey, shock and then test right away. But in this, in this circumstance, we're telling people to do that because we want you to prove that you, you want to, we want you to, to have that, 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 you know, peace of mind that your lines are safe, that they meet or exceed the CDC guideline that Mary was talking about of the 500 CFUs or less of bacteria. Um, so you want, we want to test prior to seeing patients again. So shock and then test, and then you know if you can if you're safe to start up. Shock, um, test, and treat. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yes. You exactly. Got it. You got it. Three yep. steps. Because you got it. That's it. You got this. That's Drop it. Shock, test, and treat, baby. That's it. Yeah. Next slide. Yep. Next slide. 
Yes. Okay. So Mike, do you want to talk about this one? Sure. If you don't have a tablet or a straw and you're using something else, the other things that you might have in your office are a big system like this Vista system on the far right or the Denapure municipal cartridge, which goes in the junction box of your chair. Um, both of these products can get good results. The one on the right, you can shock right through that thing. Uh, but it takes a half a day because you got to do one operatory at a time. Um, but with the, with the cartridges that go in the chair, there is no way to shock unless you have a water bottle. And if you have water bottles on each of your chairs, um, you're in good shape. You can shock with bleach, and in 10 or 11 minutes, you can have clean water. And then you can put a tablet or straw in there, and it'll keep it clean for weeks or months. Uh, but if you don't have that water bottle, now is a good time to retrofit. Reach out to your favorite service technician. Um, I think some of your some of your vendors, uh, uh, Tiger, probably have relationships with people who can go out and do the servicing, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and 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 do it. Every manufacturer that makes dental equipment has a retrofit kit. They're cheaper than you think. They're about one hundred and ninety, two hundred bucks and change and but yeah probably have to have it professionally installed unless you're really handy and i'm not so i couldn't do it but somebody might be able to do it and then once you have those water bottles we love water bottles don't we kelly yes absolutely because you can get clean water you every day quickly even if you fail a test you just shock it uh you learn how to shock really getting clean water is learning how to shock and to do that you really need a water bottle yeah that's the easy way to go so next slide Yeah, so, so why is bacteria uh, up in, in our water lines a problem? Uh, and you can, you can go to the next slide. Um, I always like to, to kind of paint a picture of the why. So I think that, you know, if you see a human face and, and it really humanize the why, it really makes, uh, makes a difference. So, so this is Mimi Morales, and she is one of the faces of the why behind water line maintenance. Uh, she's just one of many who were infected in the Anaheim outbreak a few years back. Uh, she's a seven-year-old little girl who got a, a routine pulpotomy. Um, she developed a severe, severe, severe infection in her mouth. She had to have part of her jawbone removed, had to have permanent teeth removed, and she had to receive and she received heavy doses of antibiotics. Um, and guys, we're not talking about just amoxicillin or penicillin, which they tried. I'm sure. I'm sure they tried. But we're also talking, we're, we're finally what worked for her and for several other children was the antibiotic that was created to treat leprosy. So that in itself just came with terrible, terrible side effects. So not only did she lose part of her jawbone, permanent teeth, but she has like hearing loss and horrible side effects from just from the cure. And so she had kidney damage too. Yeah, so many, so many problems. Yes. So this sweet little face, uh, yeah, this is this is the why. This is why we do what we do. Um, and it was all because of contaminated dental unit water lines. Um, so yes, this this is this is why. You could go to the, the next slide. And uh, here's the timeline of how this worked. It's kind of a Kind of interesting. Mimi was one of the first children to show up at the Orange County emergency room at Orange County Hospital. Um, but a couple weeks later, another child showed up with similar symptoms. And the doctor that was on call by some kind of miracle happened to be an infectious disease, a pediatric infectious disease expert. And like Kelly said, she tried all the normal antibiotics and finally had to reach out to the CDC for help. But when a second kid showed up, they asked if they'd been to the dentist. Um, and they didn't necessarily say yes, because the incubation time on this particular 
uh, mycobacterium abscessus is what it's called. It's a nasty pathogen. The incubation time is up to 400 days. So imagine it's your daughter or granddaughter, um, and you take her to the ER, and they say, did you go to the dentist? You might say, no, we haven't been to the dentist in a year, because it could be a year. The average was 90 days. It's, so, so it's hard to prove causation or linkage, um, and that's why these cases are probably happening more often. Um, so the, the way it happened in Anaheim is that Mimi gets sick, another kid gets sick. When it got to be 10 kids, it was on the local news. When it got to be 30 kids, it was on the national news. I saw it on CBS this morning or Good Morning America. And so it, you guys might not have seen this story, but uh, it, it, it was on the news for a while. And when it got to be 73 kids, healthy kids that got sick from contaminated dental water, when it got to be 73 kids, they shut the website down because there was lawsuits ongoing. And I, I can, you can go to the next slide, Tiger. I just got off the phone with uh, Dr. Zinman, who is in char involved in this case, and he said it's been uh, pushed back. Uh, they, they, they weren't going to have, it turned out to be 200 children, 200 families, and 200 lawsuits. They're not going to have 200 lawsuits. Um, they're going to have four bellwether trials. They were set for April. So, but they're not going to happen because of COVID until January 11th of next year is when the first four of these trials go to date. You can go to the next couple of slides, Tiger. Just kind of an update. And before before Anaheim, there was also 35 kids in Anna in Atlanta uh, that got sick, and that lawsuit is waiting for the Anaheim one. But because they're expecting a big number, it's going to be a black eye for dentistry. It's going to be in the news. Just what we need after COVID is a. Another reason for people right. to be afraid to go to the dentist, right? So, yeah. So, um, Kelly, tell us how come biofilm grows so well in dental waterline. Yeah. So, you know, like I like I said, you know, even when life is normal in in even the busiest dental practices, uh, dental water lines are the perfect place for bacteria to grow. They sit stagnant at you know the water sits stagnant at room temperature for several hours of the day, right? And so. You can go to the next slide. Um, they're, there's, they're less like rivers like this, and they're more like this. And, and it's, it's, it's sad to say, like, no one wants to think, like, I'm squirting pond water in my, my patient's mouth, right? But in the, the fact of the matter is that, that it is. You know, they sit stagnant, and so it's so important to treat because the biofilm grows so fast within just one week. Just you can be using 100% distilled water, and within one week, you can have over 200,000 colony forming units of bacteria if you're not using some sort of low level bacteria uh, or antimicrobial. I'm sorry. Um, and, and biofilm is stubborn. And Mike, you you do way better job at explaining this than, no, than I do. <laughs> no, no, I, no one does, but uh, maybe Mary. Mary could talk about it, but <laughs> but the short answer is yeah. Biofilm's job is to go forth and multiply, right? So uh, its job is to attach, and then its job is to detach, and it detaches within days to weeks. What that means is every time we use an airwater syringe, we squirt it for three seconds, the biofilm goes downstream a couple of feet, and then it reattaches and grows another colony, and it's the perfect Petri dish. Now, most of this stuff, we can drink it all day, every day, uh, because it is non-pathogenic, but if there's enough of it, that means the conditions are appropriate for certain pathogens to grow. Not COVID, but Pseudomonas, Legionella, and this new one, Mycobacterium abscessus. Pretty nasty. So that's the reason that we mm -hmm. need to treat our water water. Yeah. 
and I always like to think about it like a dandelion. So this is just kind of an analogy for me. Uh, so every, just like Mike was explaining how the, the biofilm, you know, atta- it's, it's attaches and re- it, its job is detach, go downstream and, and reattach. Uh, so it's like it's like blowing on a dandelion. When you when you blow on a dandelion, it spreads the seeds kind of around. Growing, then dandelions grow everywhere. With biofilm, same thing. When you when you use that air water syringe, it's just pushing that biofilm down, and it's at random times, at random like it can slough off, break off in chunks, um, roll off. It, it's it's just super super complex. But this is just a, a good analogy of how the biofilm just goes downstream, reattaches, and then just starts growing again. And so what do we need to do to make sure our patients are safe? Uh, so, Mike, do you want to talk about the CDC guidelines? Yeah, but I tell you, Mary's probably the expert. The only thing this slide shows is um, 33 state boards require CDC compliance as law at some level. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all available on our website. But the CDC basically says four things. You've got to train your staff so they know that bugs grow in water lines. You have to treat your water lines. It's not enough to put distilled water into your water bottles. You've got to test your water lines. They don't tell you how often. They just say, check with the manufacturer. And then you've got to use sterile water for surgery. And that's pretty much what the CDC guidelines say about dental water lines. Next slide. You're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mary, jump in anywhere, please. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I think, as I said in the beginning, a lot of people think that, you know, when we're talking about shocking the water lines, that it's something new because of COVID, but it's not. But many people just took it for granted that all they had to do was drop the tablet in um, and fill up the water bottle and they're good to go. Not reading product manufacturing or, or directions, instructions for use um, that all recommend doing some type of a, a shock treatment, um, no matter what kind of a system that you have. So this is another thing that you need to be, I think, leveraging with your patients when you're bringing them back into the practice after you've opened back up. I would you know, let them know that we've done a special shock treatment on our water lines to make sure that everything is, is just as safe as it can be for you, even though COVID isn't transmittable as far as we know in the water. We've shocked the water system anyway to make sure it's even um, safer for you. Right. I like that. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. That's good. Yeah. So this is the three pillars and uh, that we that we that basically we just went over. The CDC yeah. says use sterile water for surgery and use it from a sterile source. That means disposable lines if possible or a dap and dish. Um, and don't put sterile water into your dental unit water lines because they're not sterile anymore. Right. But for routine <laughs> procedures, just regular irrigation, you want to fill your water, your independent reservoirs, uh, and you want to uh, make sure that the water that comes out of them is meets the standard of 500 CFU or less. And that's compliance. That's on the far right. So sterile water for surgery, drinking water for regular dentistry, and verify that it's safe. There's about five slides in here, Tiger. You might you can go through them kind of quickly. I think they're they're all the same. I think Kelly wanted to add something. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just I was just going to talk about the documentation. I mean, I think that's just critical. I was a nurse for several years, and I know if I didn't document it, it didn't happen. So that's and you know, water lines often get overlooked. But I tell you what, 
if if an office gets inspected, that is a one thing that they they look for right away is that documentation. So just critical to have that 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 proof um, that that you're you're what you're doing is working, and the way you do that is by testing um, and keeping that documentation. That's a good point, I'm, Mary. How many times have you said the word document? <laughs> right. Oh, a gazillion, because the, in, in terms, in a legal sense and in the terms of a regulatory sense with OSHA or complying with CDC guidelines, if you haven't documented, they consider it to not have been done. Absolutely. So, yeah, and I get a lot of questions from people, well, how do we document? Well, you can simply create a log, sometimes OSHA um, manuals, compliance manuals that you might purchase or develop have logs in them that you can record. The other thing for folks that are um, that are using an in-office testing system, I tell them just make sure that your date stamp is on on your phone, um, your phone camera program or a digital camera, take a picture of it that's got the date on it, the results, and save it in a file. That's what better documentation. Great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, Fair absolutely. That's a really good idea. Plus, we do have a log that's downloadable on our website when you for our in-office test. Mm -hmm. but I love the date and time. But that picture is important. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, would we be able to link up the uh, the log that you guys have available? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm we'll sure. Email it. As soon as we're done, I'll get it to you. Okay, as soon as we're done, Mike. I, mean, I could do it while we're doing it. No, no, no. As soon as we're done. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but the whole thing, the, the whole webinar would explode if I did that. Okay. <laughs> Let's wait till after. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Next slide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. John Molinari and Nancy Dewhurst wrote this paper for Compendium where they analyzed 22,000 water tests and uh, learned that even treated water fails 31% of the time, uh, which is a higher number than we any of us thought. If you go to the next slide, Tiger, they, it shows how they dug into the details. All this data was collected anonymously and blindly, but it shows that the tablets and straws can work great. You just got to follow the instructions for use. And if those people who shocked and, and, and noted that they shocked got really good results, 90% is a really good pass rate, considering the average is around 70. Mm -hmm. Next slide. That, this is just basically showing you that no matter what product you use, it's not enough just to buy a product. You got to read the instructions for use. There's something Mary's never said before, too, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, go ahead, oh. Kelly, tell us about this. Yeah, sure. So, so kind of, and this will kind of answer your question more, Tiger, of uh, what you had asked earlier. Um, it, it all kind of boils down to the science of, of low-level antimicrobials, so the tablets and the straws versus biofilm. And so biofilm, it can look as bad as it does here on the right. Now, usually it doesn't. Usually it's microscopic. It's not going to look like this. Clearly and hopefully, if you saw, you know, something like what we see here on the right coming out of your water lines, you would take action, right? But um, the fact of the matter is we can test samples. The water looks clear. Uh, but when, when we test it, it comes back with over 90,000 colony forming units of bacteria. So the, the, the problem is, is that you don't see it all the time. It's microscopic. And again, that just kind of goes back to the low-level antimicrobials, the tablets and straws versus this kind of substance here. So the next slide kind of will kind of break down what, what I'm talking about here. So 
the Lola ethyl antimicrobial, so the tablets, the straws, they're represented as the little, the little blue guy there with the shield and, and the sword. And, and they can handle low levels of bacteria. So they can handle, you know, guys coming one, two, three at a time. But when they come, when the bacteria starts to form, when that biofilm starts to form, it overtakes that low level antimicrobial, making shocking necessary. And what is shocking? Shocking, again, is, is using that strong chemical to clean the insides of those lines out so that low-level antimicrobial can do its job. Um, and you can go to the next slide. So, yes, the shocking, shocking is necessary to, to get the lines clean so then the low-level antimicrobials can maintain them. The tablets, the straws, they're desi designed to be continuously present in, their in, the, in the lines. They're known as main, main, maintenance, right? They're what we use every day. They're the maintainers. Uh, the shock products are the waterline cleaners. Uh, we recommend shock, shocking prior to starting your treat, uh, a treatment protocol. Um, if you switch from one product to another, it's definitely important to shock. Uh, we recommend shocking every 90 days. And of course, if you have a test that comes back as a failure, uh, you'll want it to, to shock and then test again to, to prove that you took corrective action. Uh, like Mary was talking about on that log or whatnot, you want to you know, show it's fine that it failed, but just shock take corrective action and then test and, and so you can show that it that you have it back in good in good standing. Um, we do have more information proedgenal.com slash shock uh, with the shocking protocols that we that we and a buy. great video starring Kelly and Kelly. It's kind of fun. The other Kelly eats a donut during the middle of the show. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't share the donuts. I'm sorry that's not fair. Um, <laughs> you know and, and it's interesting I, I We've struggled with the CDC guidelines forever because they've never said anything more specific than test periodically. Um, and I think 90 days is is a great um, interval because it's the biofilm behavior in the water lines is not a whole lot different than biofilm behavior in the mouth. And that's why when we do perio maintenance, we recommend every 90 days because we know that it takes about that long of a time to get a big um, bloom of biofilm. So by the time you get to 90 days, you want to test to see where you're at if your product isn't working and to know whether you need to shop or not. I'm Absolutely. Stealing I'm stealing yeah. that. That is really good. And it just helps to establish a good protocol. You know, if you're, if you're shocking, you're testing and you, you've got it down every quarter and you're, if you could do it once a year, you're going to forget something. And it just, it's, it's good to do it every quarter and just have that, uh, have it down. Um, so again, Tiger, going back to, you said the three steps, you said it shocking, treating and testing. That's the proven protocol, what we like to call the three steps to safe water. So mm -hmm. step one is that shocking. Again, you want to shock prior to starting any treatment or switching from one thing to another. Uh, shock quarterly. And of course, if you have a test that fails, shock. And then using treating continuously, that's step two. So using that low-level uh, tablet or straw that's designed to be continuously present in your water lines all the time, uh, that's step two. And then testing. Again, that documentation, can't stress that enough. Uh, it's it's recommended by OSAP to test quarterly, uh, but it validates that your 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 protocol is effective. It's gonna it's gonna prove that you're doing step one and step two correctly. Uh, and without that validate without that test and, or that documentation, it's it's you, you can say you're doing it and you may be fine, but without that proof, it, you don't have you don't it doesn't matter. 
Uh, you could go to the next slide. Mike, do you want to talk about the frequency? Yeah, well, it's, you know, the CDC, like I say, didn't have great guidance. Mary, you're absolutely right. It wasn't, wasn't clear. They said check with the manufacturer. But now what they're saying, uh, this and the next slide both said the same thing, Tiger. Basically, oh, sorry, I stand corrected. I deleted that slide. Uh, but basically, <laughs> in the absence of good guidance, no less than every 90 days. You want to test your water four times a year. That way you can sleep good knowing that the water's been safe. And, and, and the truth is the 90 days for shocking makes sense because of what Mary said. The 90 days for testing makes sense too. And I like to say, in fact, this is if everybody wants to, if everyone who fell asleep wake up right now, this is the only thing you need to know. Okay, I'm kind of kidding. But, <laughs> but the, first, the only thing you got us on the edge of our seats now. Right so coming out of COVID, shock. When you go back in the office, get there the week before, you want to shock. You might have to shock two or three days in a row if you use the pink stuff. Then you want to test. If you test with quick patch, you can get your results in two days. Then you know your water is safe. Then moving forward, you want to shock on the first day of every quarter, use your favorite tablet or straw, and test on the last day of the quarter. If you do that four times a year, You've proven your water was safe for every single patient in every op, and you can sleep good at night. There. That was my... There you go. There you go. That was it. Okay, I'll shut up now. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to... I I want to write it down, actually. Just try to get me to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But next slide. That's that's great. Thanks, Tiger. That was so fun. Um, and the reason the reason for that is that there's documentation that shows quarterly testers just don't fail. Um, so and here's our choices. What can we do? We can there's two ways to do it. You can mail in your test. You can buy it through Zen Supplies. To, you can go to all those suppliers and shop around or however that works. Don't ask. Me. Um, but uh, get the best price on it. And you can do the mail in test or an in office test. The mail in test is cool because it's third party verification. It uses the gold standard. Uh, it in- even includes the shipping is included. So when you buy it, you don't have to pay- call FedEx or pay FedEx. You can call FedEx, they'll just come get it and it'll get to our lab the next day. We incubate it for seven days. We send you a written report. If there's any failures, Kelly's going to call you or someone's going to call you and help you get better results. The other choice is the in office test. 100% confidential. I love that because no one knows about it that but me. And if I have a failure, this is just me, I might not document it until I have a pass. And then I'll write down that I got the <laughs> Mary, let's not talk. Let's forget I said that. I didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but it is 100% confidential, so that's kind of cool. It's faster. It only takes two days. And it grows red on white, so it's pretty easy to see. Uh, you can go to the next slide, Tiger. Thank you. I hope we're going to come back later to talk about more differences in office tests and the mailing tests. Yeah, we will. We'll dive into it a little deeper. We'll spend a couple minutes on each one. Okay, awesome. One other way to I am a cheap son of a gun. And so <laughs> I like uh, to save money wherever I can. And so what I tell and what I would tell your, your members is that they don't need to buy a water test vial for every single device or every line in their, in their office, but they should buy one for every operatory and do a combined sample. And this is, there's data that shows that this is scientifically proven. You're not going to get a false positive or false negative. It's pretty rare. It could happen. But as long as you take equal samples from each line, so like you have a little bit from the air water syringe on the doctor's side or a little bit from handpiece on the doctor's side, a little bit from the handpiece on the assistant side, 
You can have, you can put four different samples from the same operatory in each file. If you pass, that means every line passed. If you fail, you don't know which one caused the failure, but you're going to shock them all anyway, and then you're going to pass. Mm -hmm. So for cheap guys like me, I love combined or pooled samples, commingled samples. It's a great way to save up to 75% on your water test. And it allows you to test your water every 90 days for as cheap as it used to cost to test it every year. So you get to do it more often. You can develop that culture of safety, and you get great results, and you sleep good at night. You can go to the next slide. Can we can we stop on it just for a sec? I, I, yeah. Let's just say I have five treatment rooms. I got to do the test. Um, I go and buy the Pro Edge test, mm -hmm. and I can split them up between all my five ops. No, one for each operatory. You can split them up in in each operatory. So let's say you got a couple of hygiene rooms. A hygiene room might only have a cavatron and an air water syringe. Those are the only lines that have water in them. So you mm -hmm. only put you put half of them in each one. You can't do it from separate operatories. It's not approved in, in Washington State. Um, they're going to require that you test every line every ninety days, probably in a year or so. But they're um, but they'll let you combine samples from each operatory, but not from more than one operatory. Okay. Yeah, because that way you wouldn't know, right, Mike or Kelly? You wouldn't know which unit is contaminated yeah, and right, right. you know doesn't pass and needs the shock. This way, it, it would it wouldn't give you enough information. To, you'd have to shock everything, and then you could then you're going to have to test them all anyway. So, right, um, it's actionable results <clears throat> when you do it per operatory. And that, and truthfully, um, big big DSOs. Um, they want to know that this operatory is safe and they want to know that everything in that operatory is safe and they don't need to spend four times as much to do it. I think. Mm -hmm. Right. Who cares? They have money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so um, this is just how you do it. You take a sample you, uh, from each, from each device in one room, you wait one minute, you you, then you let the water, then you dump the, this is the quick pass, by the way. This is the in-office water test sample. Uh, and this is how you do it. You take the sample, but you got to let it sit for a minute. That's the important thing. And then you dump it, and then you let it sit for two days. We call it incubation, but it doesn't have to be in an incubator. You put it on a countertop, and don't look at it for two days, but then look at it. And, uh, and if it's red, it's time to shock. And if it's white, you're good to go. And, you, and then, like, like Mary and Kelly say, document, document, document. Yes. Next slide. And there's no way you guys can build it where it literally there says pass or fail. <laughs> That's a great idea. Right? Like a pregnancy test. <laughs> yeah, like I'm looking at this line and it's sort of red or sort of green. <laughs> That's a, that is so cool. That's a, it's a good idea. <laughs> That's a million dollar idea. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I want exclusive rights for Zen Supply okay. System. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there you go. We'll call it the, the tiger test or something. Okay. Oh, I want to talk about this slide. A hundred years ago in a galaxy far, far away, a very wise old, you know, sorry, a very wise young, a very wise young woman wrote a great article that explained the, how much does it cost per patient for all the PPE we were putting on in 2004. This was in Dental Economics. The author of that brilliant paper was Mary Gavoni. Yeah. And I've been using this slide for some time now, so I probably owe you a cup of coffee, Mary. Uh, uh, probably. More probably. than that. 
<laughs> and we need to update that too. <laughs> right. So this is this is pre-COVID in 2019 or 2020 dollars. Uh, it was we were we we estimated that at the time you said nine dollars and thirty-one cents in 2004. Right. So that became about fifteen dollars in 2020 dollars. Yeah. So and and you probably you know you can give us an update if you will, but. My point of you showing this slide is that the cost to treat your water is 24 cents if you use a tablet or 29 cents per patient to use a straw. Um, so you're around, 50, let's just say you're around $15, and Mary can correct me if I'm, if I'm way mm -hmm. off. Probably will be way off in the future. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's going to be skewed. Uh, but the cost to test your water is 12 cents. Which is one percent of what you're less than one percent of what you're already spending. So I like to tell people if when they say I'm not going to test my water, it's too expensive. I just say, fair enough, but it's only one percent of what you're already spending. So you're ninety nine percent of the way there. I probably yeah. didn't say I probably wouldn't say fair enough. I would have said something clever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, we'll be back. Anyway, so the, that's the good news. With and by the way, that that twelve cents a patient—that's to test every quarter, every line in your office. That's based on four operatories. That's based on thirty-six hundred patients a year, um, based on the data probably that Mary used back in the day. Anyway, um, but twelve cents per patient—one um, percent of what you're already spending pre-COVID. That's interesting. Yeah, 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 it would be cool to run these numbers again and see. And that's uh, that's in office tests or mail-in test. Oh, sorry, great question. It's three times with quick pass and one time with the mail-in. So okay. It's four times a year. So you do the quick pass three times a year and the mail-in once a year. It will cost you that much. If you did the mail-in every quarter, it would be like fourteen or sixteen cents per patient. Mm -hmm. And FedEx is still nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. cool. And and keep in mind, as Mike and Kelly said before, um, it's not COVID that we're worried about um, yes. in the water. It's things like Legionella bacteria. And there have been dental patients who have been infected with Legionella. One woman in Italy who was 80-some years old who died from the infection. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a serious issue. Pseudomonas infections are probably happening more than we want to think if we're not doing something to improve the, the water quality, but pseudomonas infections typically have about a five-day incubation period. So by the time somebody develops some either respiratory symptoms or a little GI symptoms related to pseudomonas exposure, they probably wouldn't relate it back to the dental practice at all. Right. I tell everybody I know, if you're in the grocery store and you're in the produce section, uh and the sprinklers turn on, get on down. Um, because we don't know if those stores shock their lines and, and clean it. So a nice little mist of little pseudomonas whatever is in those lines. Run away. Yeah, Just I know. Run away. Thanks, Mary, for spreading the aerosolophobia. <laughs> well, it's, it's true, though. You know, we want to oh, make sure... Really we want to make sure that the lines are clean. I think, you know, dental professionals, hygienists, assistants, dentists, they have, they're already going to be in an increased risk going back to work. Right. So we want to, let's just take water lines out of that equation. Let's make sure they're clean and maintained and 
you know, then that, that we can focus on, on other things, right. You know, there's the world is crazy enough right now and they already have an increased risk, um, job category. So, yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is to answer Tiger's question uh, about uh, going a little bit more depth of the mail-in water test. Um, the, the value, the great value of it is the third-party verification and the fact that it's used gold standard, which is the R2A auger, uh, which captures the biggest amount. So it's the most, it's the one that's recommended. In fact, when when those kids got sick in Anaheim, they called our lab, the De- Department of Health in, in Orange County Department of Health called us and said, do you use R2A? And when we said yes, they said, okay, you can test the water because if we didn't, they we couldn't because it's not appropriate. We have, yep, this is the appropriate test, R2A. But, but if you use that, you got to get it there overnight. And that the good news is when you buy it from, through your normal channels, uh, it includes the shipping, the cost of shipping. Uh, and it includes a, it includes a consultation with Kelly, which is great, or one of her people. And there's even a subscription model when we're starting to get more of those, uh, like your community health clinics uh, want to test their water. They want to use the mail-in. They want to do it every 90 days, and they don't want to forget. So we have a subscription option that makes it easy where it's an automatic order. In fact, that's probably something Tiger's going to figure out. Anymore. I'm already taking notes on uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have your people. Tiger's, <laughs> Tiger's going to be able to do that for us. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. And that's the mail-in one. And that's a good one. And the other one is the in-office test. Oh, let me say, wait, let's show the next slide shows the results. This is pretty cool. If you get some results like this and they're all green, you can post this to your social media and your Facebook page, do a happy dance. Um, if there's or in any- the front, front office, I mean, in the what? Are- yes. Front area. Yes, absolutely. Yes, hang it up. We have people that do that, and it's yes, it's a great idea because you you want to show off how safe your your practice is, right, Mary? And how long this? Yes, is- you do. It's it's good for one quarter. So it's it's it, we even will give certificates just, but they do expire every quarter since yeah. we do recommend. Well, the truth is, you don't want that up there if it's the, if the date on it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Yeah, for our offices, like it would be cool if it's a peel off kind of thing. Like you mail <laughs> right. in, and you put in a window, like in New York, you have a plus restaurants, tea restaurants, and all that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's good. Exactly. If you came to my dental office, Doctor Cheapskate, I would just scratch out the date and put in the latest date on there. No, jeez, <laughs> love the real data. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, so yeah, that's kind of fun. Um, and then the in, the in office test is the quick pass. Go ahead, next slide. Let's just. Um, and, but the, what this is different. It grows faster, so it's different. It's it grows red on white. It's not as accurate. We know that, but it'll. But if you pass this, your water is safe. So you don't. Get, it doesn't give you an exact count. You know, we love knowing our exact numbers, but it tells you. Here's if it's if it's all white. You have an exact number. It's zero. So that's mm-hmm. what you want, right? You want to pass and you want to pass with flying colors. Yeah. And, and can I can I jump in on that one? Please. Uh, the, what I love about the quick pass is that it is easy to read. Um, the other one, you practically have to get uh, get your loops out and your light to be able to see those little bubbles mm-hmm. um, on here. It's very, very difficult to interpret. If you're a nerd for germs, no. you might want to do that. Um, but if you I, get old, yeah. you know, but you're right. It, it, that's that's one of the. That's, if I was a salesman, I'd say, yeah, ours is easier to read. 
Definitely. <laughs> and these are all. Uh-huh. Sorry. These are all three, like all these are taken from the same sample and you yes. can just tell, you know, how much easier it is to read the ours, the quick class, ours is the blue one. Um, you know, nothing against the, the HPTC, the red paddle, but it's just, it, they're not specific to dentistry and ours are. Oh, the red one is just another kit, like the simple yeah. kit? Yeah. It's oh, another I, brand, yeah. It is. It's made yeah. by Millipore and it's not made for dentistry. It's really made for uh, drinking water. And I can't like even that. tell the difference. So you can't, yeah, right. So the, the, the veil on the red, you, you, we couldn't see, even see it. We, you had to scrape it with it. And it even says it's to scrape it with like a paper clip or, or like a toothpick to see if any bacteria comes off. It was gross. I mean, it was just like, I don't want to do that. And, but and that you can, can happen too. You know, you, yeah. can get a, you can get a growth, but at least we've got that dye. So it's, the dye. Yeah. Grows right on right. So. so the one the the your test, the one all the way on the left, that's a pass. The one in the middle is is what? It's a fail. Those are all three fails, actually. So here's what I would say. Oh. Take that see if you count those red dots on the middle one, there's fifty. Let's say there's fifty red dots on there. You multiply that by twenty-five. That would be 12,000. But, but let's just, just so everybody understands, you don't physically have to count the dots. No. Yeah, that's what no. I was There's a chart right. that you compare no. it to. Right. Okay. Thanks, Mary. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Red, red, any red means time to shock. Here's yep. Okay. That's all. And always err on the side of caution. If there's red, yeah. And if you don't need to, yeah, sit there and count. Just if there's if there's red, shock and retest. Yep. Because a, because a past. Is, that's completely clear is uh, is what you want, and it's not that hard to get. You can do it. It's just learning how to shock and learning how often to shock by testing regularly. Mm -hmm. Good, those are good points, you guys. Very good. You guys should do this webinar yourself. You don't need us. <laughs> um, more often. This is a lot of fun. This goes to Mary's. This goes to Mary's documentation. Mary, you were talking about how people buy books. Um, uh, for compliance, they put their autoclave test records in there. Mm -hmm. This is, and we'll get this to Tiger as soon as we're done, but not before. Um, <laughs> this eight and a half by eleven, you can three hole punch it and stick it into that binder. And um, and, and and if you notice, it says if you look close, it says you can test the air water syringe, or the high speed handpiece, or the Cavitron scaler, or there's even a, a a check mark for a combined sample, so you can. So cheap guys like me can do the combined sample, date it, and if you and passed, and you're good to go. So you know that operatory one combined sample passed. You're safe. Sweet. I love that taking a picture too. I think that's just oh, yeah, that's, Mary, that is great. Great. Great, great. Yeah. Another another Jedi gem. Boy, you owe me you owe me <laughs> big. I Mike. owe you. That is so true. <laughs> Blue tabs are water tested. Or a water treatment product. It's a tablet. It, it's won the Townie Award three years in a row because it's got. It's not that much different than the other ones, uh, but people like it and it gets good results. Maybe the instructions are easier to follow. That might be it. And that's for shocking, right? Water. No, that's not. No. For the, this is the daily treatment. You put this in every day or two. As you, whenever you refill your water bottle, you put it in. It's a low level. It's that low level antimicrobial that Kelly talks. Okay. I'll give a couple of minutes for my dumb questions. No. No, you're good. No dumb questions. No dumb questions. Yeah. Well, I'm the, I, if there's a dumb question, I'll take it. <laughs> 
And then I, yeah. I wanted to, I'll do this commercial for Kelly and Kelly. Are <laughs> um, they're cute. There's a donut involved in one of them. There's, uh, there's some high-speed chases, some good cinematography. My word. They're pretty, they're, they're pretty cute. They're four minutes long. They're not boring. That's all. Um, yeah. It's how to shock. Um, it's how to use quick pass. It's uh, they're pretty good. Mail and how to use the mail in test. There's there's yeah. a bunch of videos on there now. Yeah. Yep. And the protocol, the shock treat test. Mm -hmm. the, so, and so we've got a, our own channel there on YouTube. Just search YouTube Pro Edge. If you could just like and subscribe, because I'm trying to get onto Ellen. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm, a li I'm 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 a few uh, million shy. But yeah. well, we have this will make it over the edge there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. And then just, just a reminder that Kelly's available. It's Kelly T, K-E-L-L-I-E-T at Pro Edge Dental. We probably should have put that on the slide. Sorry. Awesome. Let's check if there are questions. Sure. Uh, I want to go back very quick. See if there are. Oh no! Perfect. Then I get to ask all my dumb questions. Okay. <laughs> so, can we just break? Use an example, and we're going over the time. By the way, we're like ten minutes over. Are you guys okay to go another 10, 10 15 yeah. minutes? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And everybody who is watching right now, uh, if anybody needs to go, that's totally cool. I can see a lot of people on a webinar. If you just want to uh, get your question answer just put it in the comments um so let's say um i'm opening an office tomorrow i might be an ortho office or just a, a general office uh not opening tomorrow but let's just say in the next two weeks so what do i do i i go in into my unit i go to my uh chair where i have my delivery uh unit mm -hmm. i right. take the box out right right and then what what's next so shocking put, is going to be where you want to start shock first so shocking you want to make sure you start fresh right so shock get everything cleaned out of there um and then if times are normal like back to when things are, are normal then you can just start using a treatment product um and i would recommend testing um if you're just starting up it's probably a good idea to test to make sure that you that shocking was effective that everything is is good to go and then like mike said uh quarterly testing and shocking on after that shocking means what Using that strong chemical, so again, that Crosstex Liquid Ultra is, is the pink stuff, the one we like to clean out the insides of the water lines. Okay, so I just uh, pour that in a bottle, or what do I do with it? Yeah, yeah, so with, with theirs, this is a bad example, but with theirs, you put a little bit of the, they have two bottles, and you mix them together, and it makes about seven ounces, which is enough to do one or two operatories. Okay. And then you run your air water syringe until you see the pink stuff coming out there. I put the bottle back in. Put the bottle mm -hmm. back in. Yep. Okay. Then I have a prop. Then you hit the air water syringe until the pink stuff comes out at the end. Perfect. For how long? Just uh, until the pink stuff mistakes. Just, just until you see it. Yeah. Okay. It won't take too long. And then you want to let it sit. Oh, sorry. Good, Mary. You, uh, I'm, I'm stepping on everyone. Um, <laughs> and then you let it sit overnight. But, you, but that, that seven ounces of the pink stuff, you can do all the lines in one operatory. There might be two air water syringes. There might be two high-speed lines. There might be a slow speed line that you think doesn't have water in it, but it might have water in it. About half the time, they are not capped off. So try to shock your slow speed lines. That's a good trick. If there's mm -hmm. a Cavitron or a Scaler, that one's going to take the longest because the lines are really long and the water moves really slow. 
It takes mm. forever for the pink stuff to get to the end. And there's one bottle per unit, right, in the room? Sometimes, yes, there's always one bottle per unit, but sometimes there's two bottles because there's a separate unit at 12 o'clock. Yeah, for the okay. dental assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, there's, and so I take the bottle, I dump the water, I, I purge the line, and then I put the chemical in a bottle, put the water in, put the bottle back up, and yeah, then yeah. I, and I shock the line. Correct. Correct. There's actually one thing. What you do is you, you actually shut the air off to take the bottle off. Oh, yeah. Because that's how it works, is that the air pressurizes the water or the shock product, and that's what pushes it through the lines. Okay. So I turn off the air, take the bottle out, do the thing, put the chemical, put the water in, just like you described, put the bottle in, and I, I push the button to get just until I seal the pink. Then mm -hmm. I put it down and I let it sit until, and I chuck all my lines within that room. Right, chuck all the lines in that room. And then what I would do, because I'm cheap, I would take that bottle off, turn off the air, take that bottle off. And if there's any left, I would go to the next operatory and try to do two operatories. You can do two operatories with seven ounces. But if you take the bottle out, wouldn't the water come out out of the line back somewhere somehow or no? Yes, put something on the floor because I've dripped pink stuff on the floor and, I'll, and stained some floors in my time. So, yes, good point. Um, okay. Good point. But it's only for, you know, with. Uh, it's only overnight, so but you want to cover it. Yeah, you, that's a good point. Okay, but so I take. But you can usually get, um, and you've got a bottle for every room. I'm just saying you can you can take one. I would tell you this: I use bleach a lot, and the difference with bleach is you put one ounce of bleach in, and then ten ounces of water, and okay. that's enough to do all four operatories or even five or six operatories. And I just move that bottle from room to room to room. But and you would be able to see the bleach right coming out, or you would until you feel the bleach or smell the bleach. You can't see it. Because it's the same color as water. Make sure you have your safety glasses on when you're doing it. Yeah, any shock, any yeah. shock, really. Or important. just shock it on your scrubs. You'll see it right away. Well, here you go. That's yeah. That. Mike and Kelly, can you just clarify this? Um, I I heard what you said about ten minutes for the bleach. If you're going to use bleach as a shock, as a shock, um, Liquid Ultra is overnight. But don't the directions still say that you do it three consecutive days, Correct. three nights? Yes, three yes. nights in a row. Not, okay. And that and what the reason they say that, Mary, is because that product works really good for a couple of hours. And then it kind of quits working. That's kind of how bleach. That's kind of how bleach works too. Uh, right, it loses its potency. So, um, so people think I'll just do it on Friday and I'll get three days worth of shocking. That's not true. You no, get three, you get three hours worth of shocking. When well, you, you have do to. It. Right, it's, it's convenient to do it on Friday. It really is convenient. Most people do it on Friday and leave it in over the weekend. There's no harm in leaving it in over the weekend, but there's not. You're not getting three days worth of shocking out of it. Right. That counts as a single shock. Good okay. Point. Good point. And so if practices are going to use Liquid Ultra to do their shock before they reopen, then they've got to do it. Yes. Realistically, the week before. Right. Yeah. Or you could, you could do it in a day. You could shock in the morning, noon, and before you go home. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And so there's there not a time frame that... It, it, it does it say, and I don't remember from the directions, does it say how long? But I think I heard you say two oh. hours about, so they could do it, let it sit for a couple of hours, and then purge it out, and then add yeah, it again. You know, I'm thinking about that. I think we should probably 
I, I, that's not a, that's an off label use. Yeah, yeah. I think Mary would say follow the instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah they would. <laughs> and they say to leave it overnight. And it actually says to no, don't leave it in over twenty four hours. Okay. Um, what's so the it doesn't really do. give a minimum. It just says uh, you know put in after patients and leave in overnight. Um, and so it's not very it, it's not very clear, I guess, on the minimum. But I think you know most people will put it in, you know, run it through their lines after they're seen, done seeing patients, uh, and then yeah, flush it out the next morning prior to seeing patients. Right, but I, I was when I've done it with bleach. I've done it twice a day with bleach because it's ten minute contact. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, you know, it should be using the product according to its directions. So thank let you. it. Go yes, by. yes, thank yes. You. I have slapped my hand. That was a bad dog. <laughs> oh, speaking of dogs, I do have a comment that helps explain something. Uh -oh. For all of the dog lovers that are still on the call, have you ever noticed that your dog occasionally prefers to drink from the toilet rather than their <laughs> dish? Occasionally. The water is cleaner. Occasionally. The water is cleaner. We know that. We've tested it. We, we can verify that dogs' noses are excellent water testers, just so you know. So if your dog prefers the, the, the toilet, it might be time to clean the bowl. That's all. So are you yeah. saying alternative uh, test kit for the dental office? Just bring your dog and let him test the water lines? <laughs> Who asked you that? Somebody asked you that. It's not FDA cleared. <laughs> but I love that idea. Yeah. And, you know, that's my favorite analogy for biofilm is feel inside your pet's water dish and it's all slimy. That's biofilm. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very good. But to Tiger's point, I think we could hire some dogs, take them out, test the water and everybody. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, like some patients fearful of having dogs in the office. Now we can say, you know what, the dog is doing the job. So, yeah. so it's all, it's a win-win. So it's back just back, I want to. I want to make sure. So I take the bottle, uh, one ounce of chemical, ten ounce of water. We put it in. Let's say we leave it overnight. We take the same bottle. Then, when do we use the testing? Uh, I would do it before you open. Open what? Before you open, open your or open that practice door right away. So, meaning, I take the test and I spray the water. Like, I'm sorry for oh, the dumb oh, question. Good question. But so. You shocked your water lines, and let's say you shocked it three nights in a row because you yes. read and followed the instructions. For yes. You. If you do that, you probably wouldn't work for me. Just kidding. <laughs> but then you take you go in the next day. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to wake Mary it's up. Awesome. Anyway, you know, and then what I would see, I've even labeled this one so I can do a quarter and a quarter and a quarter and a quarter. So I do a little bit from the air water syringe on the doctor's side, a little bit from the assistant side. Then I <laughs> that was good. Take the high speed handpiece from the both of those, and I would put a quarter, 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 and a quarter. Right, I put those in, and then I would put let can it you sit for up one a minute. Bit so girls see it mm -hmm. again. Yeah, yeah this, above the camera, so we can see it. Yeah, perfect. So, um, and then I would let it sit for one minute with the membrane side down. The membrane has to soak. By the way, I've done this recently, and I, actually, I did test my toilet water. Um, and here's the here's the results. It did fail. Oh, but yes. one of them, one of them passed. You want to know why? I didn't let it sit for a whole minute. Oh, and this is to Mary's point. See how I met, see how I uh, dated it and time stamped it and said this is op one combined or a mixed sample. There so you go. But anyway, so yeah, you got to let it sit for a whole minute. 
membrane side down. There's even a there's even a, a hole where the water will the air will bubble up. You'll, you'll, once that bubble comes up, it, the membrane is completely soaked with the right amount of moisture, so it will work. It'll grow properly. Then you dump out the excess water, and then you let it sit for two days. And you want to remember to read it between two and three days, but not two or three weeks because. Mm. Oh, people have. People have. Because it can get contaminated from the air, not just from your water. So you could get a false negative. So you want to read it in two days or three days, but not two weeks or three weeks. And that's it. And then then you document it. And um, and throw it away. Don't save it. People, it people were saving them, and, and you don't have to save no. them. Just document, no. Take pictures and document. Don't save those. <laughs> Yeah, recycling program for this. See this one. If I opened it, you would all smell it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's no recycling for this, right? No, you can sterilize them though. You know. Yeah. Put them in a put them in a pouch, sterilize them, and you can throw them out with comfort. Or you can even soak them in like a uh, diluted bleach solution for for 30 minutes if you want. Um, I think that's we also have that. uh, You know, or just toss them in the sharps container too. Sometimes people will do that. Okay, so with that example, we take the bottle, we do the chemical, let it sit for overnight. Then we come back, open the test, dump the water from all the different syringes in one treatment room into one test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's one unit, all the water lines, we're just dumping water in each, and then, then we're going to mark it as combined in the right. in the in the log and then we let it sit for oh we we put it in for uh, how, how long you said to, before we dump the water one, one minute. minute one okay. minute membrane side down and then uh-huh. dump the water and then two days okay but during those two days we can we can continue working right we're just yeah. waiting for the test yeah. result i think so I mean, yeah okay got it yeah there are con- community health clinics who when they fail a test they're supposed to sh- shut down their operatories but that's because they're jaco right they, if they're accredited by the joint commission then they have to follow those yeah. regulations yeah okay which is why uh, quick testing is valuable to them they don't want to wait seven days before they can reopen uh, and then, and then uh, the, the that's where we use the the straws or the uh, the tablets. After we're done with all that, we again open the bottle, drop the tablet, put it fill in the water, close the water, and we're good to go. Correct. Yep. Until the next test. Right, and and so that from then forward, let's say, uh, just on the let's say January one, you shock. Let's just say we we open next Monday. Yep. We shock. We test and we pass, and we're good to go. We can open. So, so well, we could call it June first, for example. June first, we shock. Then July, June, July, August thirtieth, we're gonna uh, test again, and regardless of the results, we're gonna shock again because we're gonna shock before we fail. We're not gonna wait for a failure to shock. We're just gonna stay ahead of this bacteria. We're gonna come in with close air support and blast those biofilm before we fail the test. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the chemicals that you mentioned, it was the Crustex uh, mm-hmm. the, or the bleach. Okay. Yeah. Got Diluted. It. Diluted bleach. Diluted. Okay. So what about the myelin tests? What can we, like, what if people want to do it once, uh, once a quarter, just do the myelin tests? What would be the difference? And how would that look like after well, you shock them? The vials are a little different. So you get an ice pack. Um, and 
uh, you freeze the ice pack beforehand, the night before, let's say, and then you take the samples and the vials look different. Um, they're round. They're like in the pictures we showed. And they go in and you put that in with the ice pack and there's an insulated zip, zippered envelope. And then you put that in with uh, a bigger insulated envelope. And then that goes in a bigger uninsulated FedEx shipping package. <laughs> It's like, a, you know, mm -hmm. it's like all the stuff we get on from Amazon, mm -hmm. right? It's a bag. Mm -hmm. um, don't forget to fill out the submission form, and you want to document the date you took the test and where you took the samples. Room mm -hmm. one, combined sample. Operatory two, combined sample. Genie's green room, whatever you call it. The mm -hmm. green room, the fish room. <laughs> yeah, the happy room. The happy yeah. room. Yeah. yeah. The silent We're room. all happy. Yeah. Right. The quiet okay. room. And then, okay. um, and then you get it to us. We get it the next day. We do our thing. We vortex it. We take the samples. We put it on a spiral plate. We incubate it at the proper temperature. We read the results. We send you the results. And Kelly calls you. And you get to talk to Kelly. And hopefully she doesn't call you because you passed. Right? Yeah. And all of our samples, like the, la the, the team that works in the lab, they don't know where the samples are coming from. They're numbered. Um, they have, they don't see the paperwork at all. So they're, they don't, they're blind samples. They don't know where, who the, the customer is, what product they're using. Uh, so all of the sampling is blind samples, which is, is very, very important to do. Um, the vortexing just means it kind of shakes everything up to make sure that everything is good and, and mixed. Uh, and, and we have germicidal neutralization, which is, is, is critical. So, and really important recommended by OSAP. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and the last question is you have products like blue tabs. These are your pro edge products. You have the test kits, you have the certificate, but do you have the chemical? The shot. The shot. Not yet. No, the shot. Not yet. But we do have a name for it. I, I can't tell you. <laughs> you could coming. Coming. It's, called, it's, called, it's called tiger shock. No, yeah. Tiger shock. That would do it. That's a cool, that'd be a good name. That, yeah, would that would be cool. <laughs> okay, but you're planning something down the line. Oh, yeah. This kind of yeah. makes sense. You have the whole whole solution, right? Yeah, but, you know, can't, there's not much okay. point in talking okay. about it. Right? Yeah, all right. I, I know, I can't wait for it, because I, I talk to offices oh all day, and I'm like, Yes. I wish I, I think I should get commission from Crosstex. Oh, yeah. She I, sold I do push their. <laughs> she has sold more liquid ultra than anyone on planet Earth. And no, record, probably. We've, we've sold some Clorox too, by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is awesome. Mary, what, what did we miss? Yeah, good question. Ooh, I don't think you missed anything. I think um, Mike and Kelly, you did a great job of explaining no. the importance and the process and um, differences in types of, of um, waterline maintenance systems. Uh, the one thing I will say is I am a big proponent of using some type of, as most people call them, the straws or the cartridges, because it's really sort of a set it and forget it. Because I run into practices all the time where you know, they're busy, they're in a hurry. And if they have to add something every time they fill up the water bottle, then many times they will omit it. And so then, in fact, I was in a practice not long ago where I could see black mold growing 
on the water bottle and like, okay, when's the last time somebody actually did something, touched this water bottle? Oh, well, we just kind of wipe it off a little bit when we refill it. Like, that stuff is going into your patients and into the air from aerosol. So no, we're not going to do that. Um, So I I like it to be easy to maintain. Good point. And I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I want it to be like idiot proof. I don't have to worry about remembering to do straws. Yeah. Here's a teaser for you. Uh, Our our straw product is coming (laughs) before our shock product. Oh. And in fact, it's probably coming this summer. Yeah. It's uh, okay. It's going to be called, it's called Bluetube. Oh, I like it. And when you buy it, because we know a year is a long time to go without shocking. When you buy mm-hmm. it, you won't get a one-year straw. You'll get two six-month straws Yay! and a dummy straw. Awesome. For the, same, for the same price. Right. Awesome. That is fabulous because I also think a year is a long time to go um, without long. knowing. So, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Bluetooth. So, yeah, uh, I really like the straws. They they do. They take a, um, you know, a lot of people won't add a tablet every time. And that's critical. You know, one, just missing one here and there makes a big difference. So, yes. yeah, the straws are awesome. Uh, I just, you know, and we're going to The straws for straws, right? It's, they're, they're supposed to be a 365-day straw. Um, but we really, really, really recommend that you still shot quarterly. So, Although you don't have to put a tablet every time or, you know, anything like that. They're, they're really cool in that way. They're not 100% maintenance-free. It's not kind of a magic. Right. They, have, um, they have instructions for use, too. Yeah. Right. But they for work. Years. They're really good. So will ours. But they are easier. I would tell you, the one, I'm Dr. Cheapskate, and Tiger brought up ortho. And for ortho offices, if I'm Dr. Cheapskate, the orthodontist, I would use tablets because they don't use much water. And remember, even those straws, they only last a year at most. But a tablet, you only use it as you go. You pay as you go. It will cost you 25 cents per patient per, for, for tablets. It will cost you way less. You can, you can buy $30 worth of blue tab, and it will last an ortho office months. So they'll buy three or four of those a year instead of 12 or 15 a year. So they're way cheaper than the straws and for ortho offices for Dr. Cheapskate. Like, <laughs> and that is provided that everybody still remembers to put, put the tablet. Well, if, yeah, I mean, actually, if they don't remember to put it in, it's free. It's just here's, here's a couple of the questions. So, you take the blue tab, you dump it in a bottle of, of the the bottle, you close the bottle, put it in a unit, and bef- if you need to shock the lines every quarter, you open the bottle, you take the tab out, or 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 no, the tab will have dissolved. Yeah. It dissolves, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. It, it effervesces in one to three minutes, and, and then it's safe to, to squirt and it. And then you, you put another tablet, right? And that's right. why for water, since they use less water, it's like the tablet will dissolve. Okay. Now, the straw, if it's the new one, the blue tube that's coming out, you put, you put it in. Uh, then in every quarter, you need to shock the lines. What, you take the straw out, and then you shock yeah. the lines and put it back in? It'll have a quick connect yeah. called a lure lock. You just unscrew it a half turn, and the and the blue tube will come off. And then you put on the dummy straw, which comes with it, and you okay. shock through the dummy straw because you can't shock through blue tube or Denapure or no, the- none of them. 
Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I hope my officers know that. Okay. And then you put the, the straw back in again, right? For the Correct. next six, three months. Mm-hmm. And then does it take, send you a text message saying, hey, I'm up for re- re- the replacement? Like, how do you know that it's done? Well, you need no, to remember. That's what you do. You you send them that. Oh, okay. Tell me where to find them. Um, <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we are look, we've looked at some stuff and. Uh, Let's just say there are features and benefits to the product that we're not privy to yet. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. There's a lot of things that Mike has in his mind. And he's no, it's not my mind, believe There's me. lots of intrigue here, Mike. Uh, exactly. Stop just coming just along. Dropping, yeah. dropping bombs left and right. My head's about to blow. So I okay. Can't. All right. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, I feel like, I mean, if we're talking about shocking lines every quarter and then I think you recommended testing the lines, what, every quarter two or every yep. six mm-hmm. months? Shock, shock and test. On first, shock on the first day. Use your tablet or straw every day as, you know, whatever, your favorite tablet or straw, and then test on the last day of the quarter. And then even if you pass, shock again as soon as you test. Okay. And would you recommend, like, every quarter just the in-office test and then twice a year the mailing test? Or, like, how would you recommend? What would be the best case? Well, that's a that's we kind of leave that up to professional judgment of a doctor. Um, the difference in price is not, I think twenty. Like you said, it's the difference between I don't know twelve cents a patient and fifteen or sixteen cents a patient. So maybe a twenty percent difference, and that difference is really the FedEx shipping charges to get it to our lab. I would so, do it just for the paper if I'm the office. I would want to stick this paper on the front office so that everybody so that, knows. Like that would be my point. That, no, that's a good point. But what you might do, Tiger, is use this to pre-test. Okay. To, so that when you test with the more expensive one, you're testing with confidence. So you know okay. you've got a great chance of passing because you just passed the Okay. Mm-hmm. And the quick test is a more affordable way. And so if it gets more offices testing, man, we're all about it. We just want more people to test. Uh, so, so people are are saved because people can get sick from this, right? So, we just want uh, people to to test to test, no matter what uh, method that they use. Uh, testing yeah. is important. That's amazing. Yep. Right. I think I want to talk to you guys and figure out how we can get this to all of our offices. Yeah. Neat. Oh, uh, twist their arms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> easy. It's important. Yeah, it's really important. You know, it's important, and you're right. And it goes right to what you're good at, client. You know, both of you, yeah. both Mary and Tiger. You guys. I'm just learning from Mary. I just I started. Know. I got on this journey six I'm months. Taking him to the Mary. dark side. Oh man. Well, and Mary, isn't it true though? That, I mean, in the even in the OSHA book, it, water lines get like a paragraph maybe, but they're so important, and so they get overlooked a lot. Um, but and, but yet they're the first the first things when if an office gets inspected they look for that waterline log uh, the testing log testing right. documentation for sure right. and it's just something that um, I think because we knew about the biofilm issue for a very long time before anything was even done about it some of the older doctors. I call them the the dinosaur docs are like, yeah, nothing's ever happened. So why do I need to worry about it? Well, you know, nothing that you know of. Not you know of, yeah. In this day and age, patients are so savvy 
they are they question those kinds of things and especially when all that information was on the news about those um sweet little kiddos in in california and then the ones in georgia that had the same issue uh they're aware of that and some of the parents um in the pediatric practices are just crazy about that they want to know they want to see test results um I, I have a group of four pediatric practices that i work with up in um, Minneapolis, and they are just sticklers about making sure their parents understand what they're doing um, with their dental unit water because the parents are just so freaky about it. Yeah. Yeah. And Mary, I love your point. When we talked about the COVID back in March, you're like, I mean, we even talked about this on our first webinar way before where, where, you know, you would want to advertise how uh, you know, compliant infection control, all of it is done inside your treatment rooms and inside your sterilization. Yep. But now it's even more important. Like I would advertise and say, hey, we've done all of it. We're CDC compliant. We we tr- know how to treat aerosol. We have PPE, like we're good to go. Water lines are treated. And these are our documentation. And, and when they come in, that would be part of the process. Like show my office, the office tour is to go through the documentation and say, this is what we've done. I think this is incredible, especially for the cost, like 20 cents a patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, PPE is now more expensive than that. Oh, it's um, crazy now, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it is crazy. And and uh, I had an interesting conversation with a um, practice this morning. And I had to, for the first time ever, I just had to say, would you please stop and let me finish a sentence? <laughs> um, because this, this n- not the doctor, the hygienist kept cutting me off. Well, we need to be able to charge and I want to know what to do. And so I, I'm trying to give her options, but she didn't want to listen. And so the, the problem is that dental practices have never been able to charge. Well, they have never been able to get reimbursed um, from insurance companies for infection control procedures. The, the insurance industry and dentistry has always said, sorry, people, this is an inherent part of what you do, which isn't fair because on the healthcare side, the medical side, and you know that Kelly, you're, you were nurse and that, you know, you are billed for every single little thing. You know, you get an aspirin tablet, boom, you get a band aid, you get a bedpan, whatever it is, you, you get 300 bucks. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The, the $500 bedpan. Um, mm-hmm. And we haven't been able to do that in dentistry. And now if, if it looks like what OSHA is saying that N95 respirators are going to be the norm going forward, those masks are seven to eight times as costly as the, as the, um, surgical masks are. And so these doctors are going to just take it in the butt for, we're not still online with the rest of the participants, are we, or are we? Oh, we're still live. We're going. <laughs> okay. Well, at least I yeah. didn't say the A word. <laughs> What's the Russian word? For oh, <laughs> there we go. No, Mike. no. <laughs> I need a yeah, but but they're you know they're they're going to have to absorb some of that cost. Except that the American Dental Association has really been pushing and having some some pretty interesting conversations with these carriers to say, look, you need to start doing that, or you need to allow these practices to increase their fees and get reimbursed at their increased fees. Somewhere it's got you got to help these practices out. So what they're recommending is that practices put. Um, that use the, I think it's D 
999 code. It's a miscellaneous code. And they describe it's for infection control protocols, PPE, and all of that. And even though they probably won't get reimbursed for it right away, the more people that do it and really show these insurance companies, then hopefully we can force them to start doing it. Because one of the things that HIP or HIPAA, one of the things that OSHA is really looking at making mandatory besides these N95 masks are some kind of aerosol mitigation systems, which what they're looking at now, which makes good sense to me, although it's not inexpensive, they're looking at extra oral evacuation devices. So you have your HVE that you use normally when you're when you're working with patients, but you have another suction unit that's portable that comes up to the chair side has a big long arm on it and a kind of a focusing funnel that goes right down close to the patient's mouth and it just sucks out all the aerosol so that it makes it a safer environment for the patients, but more so for the team as well. Yeah. And so the practices are going to have to amortize that expense to, you know, to their patients. And those units cost about $3,000 a piece. So and I think too, so, and, and I think people are playing on the fears and, and, and the, which is valid, right? But yeah. I mean, $3,000, that's a lot per room, you know, that gets, it is, Jeez. it is, you've got a large office, but you know, this has sort of been besides the, the biofilm in the dental unit water lines, aerosols have sort of been the dirty little secret in dentistry for oh, yeah. a very long time yeah. that, um, it's not just about COVID it's, you know, colds, flu, tuberculosis, measles. There's all kinds of in their mouth. plus removing old amalgam restorations then aerosolizes some of those particles that people can get into their lungs. So we we have an aerosol issue in dentistry. COVID just started to shine a light on it and really brought it to the forefront of OSHA's attention. Yeah. Lots of information with short shelf lives on that whole thing, too. We don't know which of these products are going to capture people's imagination and you know, th- these aerosol capture devices. Right. Tomorrow, I'm, I'm talking to a guy who wrote a, a textbook on it, on dental aerosols, and he's doing, in fact, I think right now he's doing a webinar on aerosols. For Anyway, um, he wrote a, he just published a white paper last weekend, and he cites a bunch of data that shows a regular high-volume evacuation connector with an 8-millimeter, which is about that big, mm-hmm. and high-volume. Um, can remove 90 to 98% hmm. of aerosols if used properly. And so the trick might be there might be some ergonomic solutions that aren't that expensive. Yeah. I mean, you know, people were talking about, do I, do I need to have an assistant for my hygiene room? Do I have that, you know, because we do, do we have to do four-handed hygiene? Um, yeah. Can, can a dental assistant operate a high volume? Well, I think, uh, and Tiger, you might check into this, Hogger Worldwide, I think, has a cool product that, makes the high volume a little bit more ergonomic for yeah they do okay i don't know mike can you share that white paper with me yeah i'm gonna talk to the guy tomorrow his name's tim dr tim donnelly smart guy oh sure i've heard the name but if you could share that white paper with me i would appreciate it i will do it after i after i send tiger right after the website yeah tiger (laughs) first (laughs) 
white paper. That would be awesome. We'd love to share that. And then um, that sounds something like, uh, Mary, remember I sent you the product, uh, the YouTube link that we're trying to get that listed on Zen pretty, pretty soon? Yes. That's kind of like a, the chick retractor with the... Yes, the, the one that's from volume. Spain. From Spain, yeah. yeah and then got the, the and evacuate the, the opening for the HVE right kind of, it would be right in front of the lower um, anterior teeth. Yeah. Oh, wow. I like that. There's What's good, the name uh, of it? For the life of me, I can't remember. It's okay. some long, long, beautiful Spanish. I... Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is awesome. So there's a lot coming up. Yep. Thank you all so much. Let me see if there are any questions. I know Michelle says it was, she loved it. Thanks, Michelle, for participating. I think we covered a lot, and this is a big subject, water lines. I didn't know anything about it, so I feel like I know a little bit more. I really appreciate, like, break it down into the bite pieces, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I really want to figure out maybe, you know, I'll email you guys and get another call. Uh, just to try to figure out how we can bring the, all the entire solution, the entire package to our Zen members. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to make it easier for them. Mir and I have talked about this whole compliance, um, that it's very, very needed. And I felt like we needed to build it even six months ago. But I think now it's like priority number one for, mm -hmm. for our team. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Nice. yep. Nice. Awesome. And what, we're happy to do this again if you want to, uh, if we could, you know, things are changing. Information mm -hmm. has a short shelf life. We're happy to, mm -hmm. to, yeah. to do it again. And if you guys don't mind, these questions that I was asking, how to use the products and things like that, it seems like you have YouTube links. Do you mind if we link them on our website and have people just click on it? We don't want Yeah. Okay. And they are excellent. I send people to your website for those all the time. They're awesome. Yeah, Irina, maybe um, we can do that too. So my team will take a note and we'll we'll do that. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's that was fast. That was yeah. 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 Thank you all so much. All right. and, uh, thank you. Thank you. Look forward to have you again. Yes. Okay. So, okay. If you have any questions. Um, of yeah. course, Kelly. Right. Okay. You. All right. Okay. Take care, everybody. Thank have a good night. Thank you, Mary. Yeah. Thank you all. Bye.